0: My name is Andrew and welcome back to the Bundesliga. This is episode 42 and we have a double match day, an English week as they call it, with match day 11 on the weekend match day 12 on a Tuesday and Wednesday night. So here we go. Let's break down some of this match day. Some really, really exciting action, some crazy news. So let's start breaking it all down. First off, match day 11, right out of the bat, we have some big news. It was a match between... Dortmund and Stuttgart now here Dortmund suffers arguably their biggest loss of the season a 5-1 loss to Stuttgart so this match is the match that gets Lucien Favre canned so we have the first sacking the first firing of a coach of the season in Lucien Favre so wow that's huge I am not sure how I feel about this I actually think that Lucien Favre was a pretty good coach uh a coach that can do really good things with Dortmund just needed a little bit more time i think it was a bit premature firing him after this match when they still advance in champions league and when erling holland is in such good form but is injured and lucien favre goes on a bit of a bad streak once his best players out and that's when he gets fired so i don't think that's entirely fair However, there is a kind of argument of if you can't get victories with only one player out, you're a star player out, then you're really not a good team in general. There's arguments to be made on both sides. I think it was a bit too premature. I think it was a bit too early. Lucien Favre has only had, I think, two years at Dortmund, so just starting to kind of implement his true philosophy and starting to have transfer windows to get the players he wants. And he made a great pick with... Erling Haaland Girena's coming into form so he's just kind of getting his core players playing together he was able to keep Sancho so all these things are great signs that Lucien Favre probably could have done well if he had more time unfortunately Dortmund does not give him that time this was their third consecutive match without a victory and that was enough for the Dortmund board to give him the boot so that's that Congratulations to Stuttgart. This is a team that, if you guys remember, was just promoted last year. They went down two years ago and then they came back up last year. So this is their first season back in the Bundesliga after one year down in the Bundesliga two. So congratulations on them for showing up against a contender team like uh, Borussia Dortmund and putting in five goals. So that's pretty impressive. Now Juan Mangitka gets another goal in this match four goals in two matches so he is doing pretty darn well if you consider the the factors four goals two matches that's pretty awesome Stuttgart right now is sitting in seventh place so for a team that like I said just got promoted that's a good spot to be in so let's move on to the next match next up we have a really fun game really hope you guys watch this one if not definitely check out the highlights in the show notes this was Bayer Leverkusen versus Hoffenheim. This game had everything. Final score is a 4-1 victory to Leverkusen. This match had five goals. It had penalty kicks. It had double yellows leading to a red card. Overall, just entertaining game. Hoffenheim really looked bad. And at the end, you can tell how frustrated the players were. One of the um, red cards that Hoffenheim got at the end was a double yellow, was the player blatantly put his hand out to stop the ball and get a handball. So you can tell if players are resorting to something like that that they are just frustrated and mad. Nothing's going their way and that's kind of how the cookie crumbled here. In this match, Leverkusen really did shine and they are showing why they deserve to be at the top of the table. 17-year-old Florian Wirtz gets on the score sheet. If you combine his performances in the Europa League and the Bundesliga, he has three goals and five assists this year as a 17-year-old. So he is slotting in perfectly for Leverkusen and replacing some of the pretty talented star players they had last year that were sold off, namely Kai Havertz. So that is a great performance for this season so far from Florian Wertz. so shout out to him like like i have been saying recently a lot of the youngsters are really killing it in in the uh, the Bundesliga this year you have Holland, you have Wurz, you have Giorena, Musiala so i'm i'm glad that as a Bundesliga fan i get to watch them play now develop now they're still a bit raw but you get to see that talent and you get to see 16 17 18 year old players Playing professional soccer, where Prem fans aren't going to hear about them for another two, three years, you know, when their team decides to buy them, I'm getting to see them now, and that is super exciting. It's kind of like an eye into the future. So with this victory, Leverkusen moves into first place, one point above Bayern. Next up, I'm going to give some time to a team that I haven't really talked about much this year, but they really do deserve to be talked about. They've just kind of been quietly under the radar, and that is the Wolfsburg versus Eintracht Frankfurt match. Now, I haven't talked about Wolfsburg, but they are undefeated this year. They are one of two teams that literally do not have a loss this year. Wolfsburg being one, and the previous team we just talked about, Leverkusen, being the other. So, shout out to Wolfsburg. They, from my eyes, have always been like an upper-mid-table team. And last year, they were kind of in the mid-to-bottom table. So, that's a couple years, really. And this year, they're kind of seeing a almost return to, to form. Val is in third place in the golden boot race with nine. With Holland out till January, can he get himself into a serious golden boot race with Robert Lewandowski? Because Lewandowski is up, up there with, I think, 13 goals or 12 goals, and Val is up to nine right now. Holland being out, you never know. He can kind of catch up a little bit here. This match is a late winner for Wolfsburg. They scored two goals after the 75th minute. With them playing how well they are. Val Wegker's being in the form he's in and then being undefeated so far this year. Could they get themselves into a European spot? Maybe Europa League or possibly Champions League? Let me know what you guys think because I think that they're making a run this year and it's going to be interesting to see if they can get back into Europe. I think that they could probably pull it off. Gladbach's not looking that good this year and you know there, there's six spots. So I think that Wolfsburg could find themselves taking one of those spots. However, Wolfsburg's problem is they need to turn some of those ties into wins. They are not losing any games. They haven't lost a game yet, but they're getting majority ties more so than victories. They need to turn some of those ties into wins. Right now, they sit in fourth place. They're above teams like Dortmund, which just lost 5-1 and has lost the last three matches or haven't won in three matches, and teams like Gladbach that last year were title contenders until January where they fell off. So Wolfsburg is sitting in a really good spot for themselves. Next up, we have RB Leipzig versus Werder Bremen. So here, this is a 2-0 victory to Leipzig. Daniel Olmo seems to finally have found his form with Wolfsburg. Angelino is just, he's not, I'm not saying he's peaked, but he is in mid-season form. He is firing at all cylinders, doing super well, putting in lots of crosses running up and down those wings and providing a lot of good plays for RB Leipzig. They're doing well at home. They're doing well in Europe. So this could be another year where Leipzig is a serious contender. So that's pretty uh, pretty interesting to see how they're going to play, especially after losing Timo Werner. It, it almost seems like this season teams that sold off star players or great players are kind of doing even better than they were before, if not if not unaffected. You have Leverkusen sold off players first place. You have RB Leipzig that sold off Timo Werner, still doing pretty well. They could be a contender this year. Right now, they rely more on team play than they did when they had Timo Werner. That's kind of a theme. You know, when teams have star players, they can very frequently get in the mindset of just pass it to that guy, pass it to that guy, pass it to that guy. As opposed to now, they have to play as a team and. Look for Yusuf Poulsen. Look for Danny Omo. They have to create plays. Look for Emil Forsberg. They have to actually make a, a, a team goal as opposed to give it to one guy and rely on their brilliance. So if you look at the game play last week versus Bayern, they did that. You know, After they scored their first goal, they didn't park the bus. They didn't play defensive. They kept on pushing and pushing. And they realized it's not enough to get one against Bayern. So they play well as a team right now, and that's what's working for them. Also, just as an American, i got to give a shout-out to two American players in this game. We have Josh Sargent from Werder Bremen and Tyler Adams, who's not getting much starting time for Leipzig, but he's coming off the bench a lot, so I just want to give a shout-out to the two American players that got to face off in this game here. Now, last thing I want to talk about for this last match day is Mark Uth. He sustained a pretty serious head injury in Schalke's match against Augsburg. Had to be carted off and went to the hospital. I believe he may have had a concussion. He definitely had to go through concussion protocol and all that. And you, you hate to see it. You know, Mark Uth just transferred to Shaka this year. Wanted to help them out with their uh, form and and how they're playing last year. Unfortunately, Shaka's not doing great this year. And on top of all that, to lose one of their star strikers, star goal scorers in Mark Uth is a huge blow. So I wish nothing but the speediest and best recovery for Mark Uth. Hope he does well and is able to get back as soon as it's safe for him to play again. Like I said, wish him a speedy recovery. Schalke, I don't, there's nothing, I don't really know what to say to Schalke. They're in dead last, the opposite of Wolfsburg or Leverkusen. They don't have one victory on the year at all. And on top of that, they lose their best goal scorer. So Schalke is just not looking in good form at all and i would not be surprised if they get relegated this year it's sad to say you know we're going to lose the Riviera derby which i've said over and over is my favorite derby in the bundesliga it's can be more exciting than dark classiker lots of times so this is going to be a huge loss if schalke gets relegated all right now we are on to match day 12. here we see Bayern take on wolfsburg now Say what you will about Bayern, you know, they're perennial winners, they're the record champions, eight in a row. This is not their best season. They're still obviously gonna have the be the odds on favor and still be towards the top of the table, but they're not playing as well as they can. This is their sixth consecutive match where Bayern gives up the first goal. Now, it's shocking that they haven't lost any of those matches when they gave up the first goal, but that's still not a good sign. From the record champions six consecutive matches giving up the first goal the entire first half of this match was dominated by Wolfsburg minus an extra time goal from Lewandowski with a beautiful beautiful assist from Kingsley Coman but they really looked flat and Wolfsburg had them outplayed in the first 45. I want to continue to give props and a shout out to Coman he had seven assists in five games and two goals in that same time. He had a nice assist today, so Kingsley Coman is just in peak form right now. Lewandowski does what he does against Wolfsburg. He gets a brace, and Bayern squeeze out the victory against Wolfsburg, a really good Wolfsburg side, so that's a shaky match. Next up, we have Leverkusen versus FC Köln. Here, they dominate Cologne with a four-goal game, so wow, that is pretty good for Leverkusen. They're they're putting up lots of goals in every game they play. They had 14 shots, 7 on target, 67% possession. So they are just coasting and really seem dangerous. I'm kind of worried because I think Bayern has to play them next week. So this is going to be a very interesting lineup coming up. Shout out again, youngster Florian Verts gets his second goal in two games. So like I said before, he's filling in. He's stepping up to Kai Havertz's shoes, putting them on and playing well. So shout out to 17-year-old Florian Wirtz. All right, next up, we have a super exciting match. This one will also have highlights in the show notes. Please check it out. It has all the drama you could want. So if you're sick and tired of watching Arsenal lose every week or lose to Burnley or sick of seeing Brighton tie, whoever else they're playing and paying 15 bucks for it, check out some Bundesliga action. Here we have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Eintracht Frankfurt. Try saying those names five times fast. Anyway, in this match, we have a brace from Andre Silva and a goal from Iman Barcock to put Frankfurt up, right? However, that's not enough for them. Late in the game, Lars Stindl gets a 90th minute penalty kick to bring them within one goal of Frankfurt. So at this point, three Frankfurt, to Gladbach. In stoppage time, captain Lars Stindl is able to complete his hat trick and allows Gladbach to walk away with one point from Frankfurt. So that is drama at its highest. You know, in the 89th minute, you're up 3-1, final score 3-3. That is some drama. That is a really fun game. Your captain gets a hat trick. What more can you want as a Gladbach fan? Obviously a victory but you'll take a match where you were going to lose and in six minutes pulled out a victory. So, Sorry, pulled out a tie. So that is definitely something that I think Gladbach fans can be happy about. Now, that was a pretty dramatic game. A lot of fun, a lot of fun watching as a fan. But both these teams have a problem where they aren't losing many games, but they aren't winning a lot either. They're both getting lots of ties, which seems to be a pretty common thing in the Bundesliga this year. Gladbach sitting on six ties, Frankfurt sitting on eight ties, so not losing very much but getting lots of ties and that's kind of what's keeping them in the the mid-card and not having them up there with the Leipzigs and the Leverkusens and Bayerns because they're just not pulling enough victories out of the games they have. So I would say one note for Gladbach and Frankfurt to do better would be to kind of finish the chances they have because ties aren't going to get them into European competition and aren't going to get them into the Bundesliga race. So next up we have Union Berlin versus VfB Stuttgart. So Union pretty much had this wrapped up until Stuttgart had two goals after the 80th minute to tie it up in the last 10 minutes. Union is still overperforming in my opinion but they are just really good right now. This is a team that just like Stuttgart. Stuttgart got promoted this season, or, or I guess last season, from the Bundesliga 2. This is Union Berlin's second season since they got promoted, and they are just doing so well right now. Both these teams sit in 6th and 7th places, respectively, and for teams that have been promoted this year and last year to not be floundering at the bottom, like Armenia Belfeld or other teams that get promoted and sit at the bottom all year and then go back down, these teams are, you know, one of them sits in a Euro- European spot right now for the Europa League. So, you know, Union and Stuttgart are really doing well for teams that just got promoted, and they're showing why they deserve to be in the Bundesliga and not in the second division. So shout out to those two teams, both playing super well. Now, Dortmund's next match is Werder Bremen. So this is their first match without Lucien Favre as coach. First game under caretaker coach Edin Terzic. They are back to their winning ways with a 2-1 victory over Bremen. Not too impressive, but it is a victory. Now, a lot of people might be wondering who Edin Terzic is, so I'm going to give you a little bit of background. He was a scout for Dortmund under Klopp when Jurgen Klopp was the coach. And then he was an assistant to Slavin Bilic when he was at Bestikas in Turkey and then West Ham in the Premier League. So he's been under the, the watchful eye of great coaches like Bilic, Klopp. He was then an assistant to uh, Lucien Favre for two years. And then when Favre got the boot, he was promoted to caretaker coach until the end of the season. So, Dortmund fans, what do you guys think about Edin Terzic Do you guys want to keep him to the end of the season? Do you want him to stay past that? I know it's kind of early to say. Who do you think are some of the contenders out there for coach of Dortmund are there any you know coaches that are on the market that you'd love to see are there people you definitely don't want to see let me know what you guys think because I am I'm curious about which direction you want to go to Bayern's went through a bunch of coaches in the last couple years and kind of landed on Hansi Flick who also was a caretaker coach was an assistant but now is doing super well so I'd love to hear what you guys think I know it may be too early to make a decision on Terzic specifically but just let me know what you guys think So to wrap everything up, this is just a super fun season to be watching Bundesliga action. Bayern are looking shaky at times and with other teams playing well. Could this be the year? I don't know. Bayern has a loaded schedule between Bundesliga, English Weeks, Champions League, the DFB Pokal. So between all those competitions, teams that don't have European competition can use that to their advantage. Rest players, rotate players and really try to stick it to, to some of the top teams other teams are performing very well and aren't afraid to bring it to Bayern teams like Union Berlin got a tie out of Bayern and Wolfsburg got an early goal and you know the last six matches Bayern has given up the first goal so teams are really unafraid to bring it to Bayern this year and it shows so it's going to be interesting to see how it goes also, like I mentioned earlier in the previous episodes, lots of promising young talent to watch right before our eyes. We have American Gio Reyna. We have German Florian Wirtz, We have the Englishman Jamal Moussalia, the other American Chris Richards and Josh Sargent. We have Yusofa Mukoko on Dortmund, who is only, I believe, 16 years old, maybe, maybe 17 years old, who they brought up from his academy. I mentioned him in one of the early episodes during the quarantine. He was 15 at the time, so I guess he's 16 now. All these players that are starting to get playing time so check out all these teams all these young players before you hear about them in three years from now in the prem now when it comes to the champions league all the german teams have advanced we have bayern Dortmund, rb leipzig and borussia mochin gladbach all advancing all of them i believe in first place except gladbach i think i think leipzig finished first i'm not sure on that but all the teams do advance Europa League, same deal there. Leverkusen advances, Hoffenheim advances. So all six German teams are still remaining in European competition. So if anyone thinks that Bundesliga is not a good league, think again. Now, I'm going to leave you on one last funny note, and that's a YouTube video I found that made me laugh. It is a newscaster from Ghana trying to do the sports report on, I guess, European soccer. And he has to pronounce some of the German names, and it is hilarious with his very, very thick accent. So I will put that in the notes as well, so you guys could check it out and get a good laugh. So that's all I have for you guys. Definitely check out the show notes. I'll have highlights of a bunch of the games I mentioned. I'll have an article about Mark Uth and his injury and hopeful recovery. I'll have that video of the newscaster and a lot more. So definitely check out the show notes. You can always find me at Instagram at Welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. That is Welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. My email is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That's w the number 2 at gmail.com. So definitely send me any comments, questions, notes there, and I will talk about them on air. So with that being said, my name is Andrew, and I'll see you guys next time.